Hey guys, welcome to the No One Is Listening podcast. I am your co-host Jen, and with me is Steve. Steve, do you want to say hi? Hello. Um, so this week we will be reviewing a couple of movies that we have both watched. Um, I think most of the movies that we're reviewing have come out in the last couple of weeks, and mm. most should still be in the theater. I except think so. One of my movies is not, but we can get to that when we get to that. Um, but first, mm. my favorite part of each and every podcast. Everybody's favorite part. <laughs> How was your week, Steve? Uh, it was okay. Or whatever you want to Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I helped my fiance's family move yesterday and parts of today. Um, it's a lot, a lot of heavy lifting, but I, I realized I need, um, I need, I need to buy gloves. I've never worn gloves I'm sorry, in my life. Um, ever? Yeah, no, I've never worn gloves. And I think it's because when I was like a little kid, my uh, parents bought me a pair of like blue gloves, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't realize that they were Barbie gloves. What do you... <laughs> Were they Ken gloves? No, 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 really no, 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 no. They were Barbie gloves, Actually, but they were thank blue. Thank you, Mattel, for doing that. But really, yeah. And so Wait, one they time I went to have school, Barbie on it, them? no, it was right here. Like you can't tell. What's this part of my hand called? The opposite side of your palm. Yeah. So, so on each hand, there was a, a portrait of Barbie. But they were, but I, so like at school, they were like, "Yo, you're wearing girl gloves, bro." And I was like, I was like in first grade, and it was so traumatizing. I was like, "No, I'm not." Right. And I went home, and I was like. Mom, you idiot. Like, did you buy me? You didn't actually call no, didn't. our only I was, fan. I, know, I, know. I was like, did you buy me girl gloves? And they're like, it's blue. It's not, you know, like, they don't know anything about, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they still know anything yeah. about pop culture. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, we just associated color with gender. So we just bought you blue gloves. So ever since then, I have refused to wear gloves. See, that's, uh, that's sad. Yeah, but now my hands are like cracking and they're bleeding. Like you can see right here, like my hands bleed in the winter now. And so I need to start wearing gloves. And my fiance says I have like old man lizard hands. Yeah, we're going to so. fix that. You know what you should do? You should put on a bunch of lotion, like really hydrating lotion, put gloves on and then go to sleep in them. Go to sleep in mm-hmm, them? Mm-hmm. But and then I, it'll that's... kind of help with the the... The supreme dryness that you have going on. But the only... Uh, Are you, like, a rough sleeper? Like, the gloves wouldn't stay on? Yeah, my okay. pillowcase actually, like, has ripped. What? <laughs> it looks what? like Wolverine <laughs> slept over Wait, my you're, like, own? shredding your pillowcase yeah, while like, you're sleeping? Yeah, I don't know how. Are you dreaming? I don't know. Like, what is happening? But I also like, like to ride the roller coaster while I sleep. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see, like, when I sleep, I put my hands in the air... I don't, or like above my head, I don't put them in the blanket because when I put them in the blanket and I go to sleep, I get sleep paralysis. Oh, oh, yeah. sleep paralysis is just real. That's real. That's real, not, man. That's real, and that's not fun. It is. Not so fun. I put my hands up in the air. Yeah. And then I go to sleep, but I guess I do stuff in my sleep, and I rip up my pillowcase. Gosh, there's so much here that I. So want maybe to just we'll on. start off with the lotion, but I do need gloves. Okay, I think I, think I we finally get you gloves. gloves. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like, but I also don't, but they can't be leather gloves. Yeah, that's fine. You should get the ones that have the um, ability to like. Oh, you still use your phone and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We'll work on that. Yeah, what about you? How how was your week? Mine's also related to the cold. Okay. The heater in my car doesn't work anymore. How? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it like. How do you drive? I'm fine. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm. A, I'm never in my car for more than 20 minutes. Even to work? Yeah, it takes me like 20 minutes to get to work. 25 minutes. Um, B, like I'm bundled up, right? When I get in my car, it's the same temperature outside as it is on the inside of the car. And like I just have already put on my jacket and I'm prepared for that outside weather. What about your face? I don't know. I mean, it is a problem, but like I didn't realize what a big deal it was until like... Maybe today, because like my dad's been asking oh, about today it. Today was was brick cold. Well, not that. Oh. It's just like I went. I like made the mistake of telling one of my coworkers, and then it was during lunch, and like he was like, "What?" And then he like like brought it up again during lunchtime when we were eating with like other coworkers, mm-hmm. and all of them were like, "What is happening with your car?" And like I was just like, the reaction that I've gotten very to- strong. It's, like, unlike anything I've ever, like, gone through in my entire <laughs> life. Like, the, pe- the the way that people, like, 
rude yeah, acts of yeah, horrifying. Yeah. Like, and so I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe it is a big deal, and I should get it. I, I mean, I was always going to get it fixed, but like, it's just, it's really. Are you going to wait until like summer? No, it's going to wait for a couple of weeks. But like now, people are just like, what if you get stuck in your car? Like, I'm just like, I oh, don't what know. if you get stuck in your car? I don't know what that means. Why, why would I be stuck in my car? Like, if there's a, bl- let's say you're driving and there's like a blizzard and you have to pull over. So you I, would die. So when I would have the engine on the whole time for the heat? Is that how it works? You know, I think yes, as long as the exhaust isn't blocked. Right, because then that's just suicide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, you know what, guys? I'm going to get it fixed. It's All not right. a big deal, <laughs> but apparently it is. So that's the lesson that I learned today. Yes. Like, if you want a strong reaction from people, just tell them the heat in your car is broken. <laughs> Excellent. But I survived the polar vortex, so it's fine. It wasn't really... It was fine. It wasn't that much of a vortex. So. All right, moving on. Moving on. Okay, so, uh, yes, like you said, uh, like you alluded to before, we're going to be doing movie reviews. Um, Low-key question for you, uh, um, Low-key, is winter becoming another blockbuster season? You think so? Because, you know, in previous years we've had the Harry Potters. We've had the, uh, what is Were it? they uh, winter or fall? They were specifically winter, I believe. And then we also had the, uh, not, what's the Mockingjay? Hunger Games! Mm-hmm. Hunger Games. We had Hunger Games. They now always we come have, out in November. Yeah, now we have Star Wars. That's every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what I think it is, is that there, there are tentpole holidays and seasons that oh, I got you. where a lot of people have time to go to the movies. So Thanksgiving's a really big season, right. and then like around Christmas time. So starting this week, like whatever new movies are coming out, I think Passengers is coming out this week. It's coming oh, out. On, right. It's coming out on Wednesday, basically. So yeah. it's not Friday. It's you know, uh-huh. and so the season, the Christmas season for movie time begins like on a Wednesday versus Friday. So I think that's maybe it. But um, okay. Yeah, I mean that's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so the we have one movie uh, in common that we both watched, so we'll be co-reviewing this one. Uh, we're gonna. I am very about, excited. You know, we're gonna be talking about for your uh, thoughts. Arrival. Yes. Right. Um, Do you want to give a little bit of a background or no? Yeah. Sure. I mean, are we gonna be spoiling this movie? Probably. Right. No. So no? here's the thing. <gasps> okay. So I think I alluded to this during our sports podcast when I was talking about Million Dollar Baby. Uh-huh. And sometimes there are movies where um, the plot twist is so integral to the movie that it's del- it's kind of difficult to deliver like a comprehensive review of the movie without spoiling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this movie is kind of the same because there's a plot twist that really changes the whole movie. Yeah. Do you, would you agree? Oh, 100%, hell yeah. 100%, right? Yeah. But I think because the movie is still in theater. Oh, that's fair. Like, yeah. I don't know that we should be, like, telling people right, what right. it is. It's not like we're ruining training day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> no, it's clack, clack. Sorry, I've been doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I mean, click, click. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, you guys should really yeah, listen to it. Check out the last episode. What clack, clack um, So... So I feel like we should try our best to okay, respect fair, that, fair, right? Fair, fair. Um, no, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. But the plot twist in this movie is really interesting, okay. really big, right? So, so here's the elevator pitch, right? The elevator pitch is that uh, aliens come to Earth via spaceships. There's like 12 or 13 located around Earth. Um, and uh, what is it? Each one, like... Uh, has people like normal human beings from Earth uh, going in and trying to learn how to communicate with those aliens because we don't share physiology or language or or anything. And um, it was kind of interesting watching this movie uh, post election. Did you have the same? Did you have the same thoughts? It was weird because there's a lot of like world leaders mm, involved and yeah. stuff, and I was like, what? seemed more um what is it unbelievable wasn't like the aliens it was like the collaboration the international collaboration wow, that so was like you the, think that yeah but 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 after a while the collaboration breaks down that was like the most and, believable part but so yeah. i believe that i i totally 
that was believable to me, like even the collaboration in the beginning. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think everyone always has good intentions and comes to the table. Like, and then when you don't get what you want, then that's when it all breaks down. So, like, to me, that was realistic. Mm-hmm. The other thing about, like, just to add to your context of this movie, so because we can't speak or communicate with these aliens, um, one of the pods that lands. One of the locations that the pod lands in is is the U.S. and it's randomly Montana. So Amy Adams is a linguist, and so she gets tapped. Is that what she is? Like she's a language, like professor. I don't know what the job title is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She studies languages. I'll look it up. Um, So she gets tapped by the U.S. government, the military, to figure out a way to communicate with these creatures. Also, Loki has a dope house for a college professor oh that her pad is sick she's got the floor to ceiling glass walls she lives by the ocean lives by the ocean sick yeah or a lake or whatever it was um she's a linguist she's a linguist so she'd never doubt you (laughs) and so her and jeremy renner's character who plays a physicist i think theoretical physicist yeah um so they are two civilians who mm-hmm. um, are working with the U.S. Army to sort of, or military, to figure out, like, how to communicate with these, like, <laughs> creatures, right? I wish people could see your face trying you're to trying explain to explain this. it. Yeah. It's so hard. Um, but I really did love those scenes where the humans get inside the oh, ship to, he's, like, communicate. Like, Villeneuve is, he's Because you good. feel the, the sterile environment, the coldness, the... Like the, I don't know, like I just, I was really, really into that. Um, but that was, but it was also really scary, right? Like I was like, what's going to happen to them? Like what's going on? Um, so, okay. So I think the movie is marketed really like as a first contact alien movie, right? Yeah. It's not marketed very accurately. So if you go into it not knowing anything about it, like I did, other than that it has to do with aliens, you're going to be so disappointed. Because I would say that it's like 40, 35% alien, and then like, what's the, what's the 75? <laughs> From what? 35. 65. Oh my god, okay, I don't know how to do math. 35 aliens, 65 like everything else and by everything else i mean it's about amy adams's life right you know I, yeah i think that's a that's a good analogy because or it's a good point because the analogy i would make is uh it's as much about aliens as there will be blood is about oil hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. probably like a little more off yeah. Point probably a little more yeah, yeah probably a little more yeah. um but it's not really about aliens it just uses alien it uses first contact as a yeah. backdrop to tell its story um i during the movie was like kind of confused so confused um i thought it was uh, a big letdown for me personally yeah compared to sicario um you know Villain oh you're co- last, comparing yeah, yeah, yeah his last movie so it's not gonna make our new classics list i don't know i don't know um but in hindsight like when i think about it and i think about the plot twist i like like found myself enjoying I wasn't even watching it but I found myself like enjoying the thought of the movie more and more as time had like passed on I I went I do this weird thing where after I watch a movie I'll go to the Wikipedia and reread I do that the too plot, like yeah. just to see if I missed yeah. anything yeah, completely. Um, and so uh I didn't do it immediately after but you know a few days after I was thinking about it and then I reread the the Wikipedia and I found myself like even enjoying the Wikipedia and like mm-hmm. you know, filling in some of the plot gaps that they that they missed, you know, just like on my own, like just like uh, visualizing it in yeah. my head. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really enjoyable. Um, I. It's funny because it's uh, like you think if an alien came, you know, go to D.C. or Chicago or New York or something like that. And nope. it was in the middle of Montana, Montana. You know, and you're right. Like his directing style, like you, I felt cold when they were outside. Yeah. You know, I felt. Uh, like I couldn't move when they were also in like those what contamination suits, suits yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. He does this weird thing with gravity. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of the movie, that was pretty cool. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, and and Jeremy Renner is um, he's just a guy. there. Yeah. 
Oh, you thought he was just there? Yeah, I, I no. liked him a lot. No, it's not that I didn't like him, but it's not a movie that's a vehicle for his for like to showcase his talent. Mm, mm-hmm. It like this movie is literally Amy Adams's movie. That's true. Or yeah, her yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the screen is on her most of the time. Like it follows her. Like it's it's literally about her. Um, I've always found like her quieter performance is like really moving. Like mm-hmm. I think she's like so awesome. Um, and she's able to use like her stillness to like draw you in and I thought that she was like really perfect for this role. Um, I think maybe we can talk around the plot twist a little bit. Yeah, I think so. So I think that so the movie really asks a lot of questions about like our perception of time. Yes, yes. Right? Uh And, like, you know, we see and measure time linearly Mm. as human beings, but maybe that is not the only way to do that. Um, So it's so much deeper than, you know, so what the aliens are trying to communicate to what we're trying to communicate to the aliens. Um, But, you know, like, the... Like, I feel like the movie, like, uses the device of, like, flash-forwards and, like... um, flashbacks like like in a way that it's in a way that we've never really seen it before um especially not movies yes you know especially not in movies and um yeah i think uh uh, normally i'm all about like plot twists and like reveals and i'm or like you know uh I'm just like, oh my god, like, I can't believe that, you know, but but I don't know what it is, like, when it initially happened, I was a little put off by it, and I was... Did you understand it as it was happening? I don't you know, think I, I fully I, understood it. I, I figured it out, like, a second before it was, maybe, like, not a second, maybe, like, a minute or two before, like, because I watched it with my fiance, and I was like, oh... This, and I explained it right, and she was like, "What are you? What, 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 what are you talking yeah. about?" And I was like, "Just, just watch." And it happened. And um, I don't know. It wasn't for whatever reason. It wasn't. A, do you watch? You watch the Usual Suspects? Yes. You know, like there's the Kaiser's. Yeah. Sorry for spoiling the Usual Suspects <laughs> from 1995. Ago, yeah. Uh, but you know, there's that Kaiser Soze yeah. moment. It's like that was so satisfying. This yeah. one, for whatever reason, at the moment it wasn't. But like in hindsight, I was. In hindsight, it's like. Oh, it's because it's not supposed to be, like, shocking. It's supposed to be, like... Gradual? It's gradual, and it's, like, supposed to be, like, this... It's not so much about the reveal as it is about, like, Amy Adams. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be about her. Mm-hmm. And then when you when I looked at it in that lens, it was... I, it was actually a very beautiful way to, to tell that story. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I thought, it, I thought it was really good. I wouldn't say great, and it's definitely not as enjoyable as... Scario, but it was st- it's still really good. Okay, because yeah. I have the opposite. You know, I didn't love Sicario. Yeah. So I I yeah. I thought this was like such a interesting movie. So I, I would mean, recommend it was this. Very unique, very good. Um, I would highly highly recommend it, and I would I would like a hundred like if I saw it on like cable, mm-hmm. you would watch it. Definitely. Yeah, it's Definitely. so entertaining. Um. I would just suggest that you go in with an open mind and not expect anything. It is it's not, not anything yeah, that it's you not expect. It's not E.T. It's yeah. not, yeah. you know, like any other first contact yeah. movie. There's no... Uh, you know, we kept waiting. Like when my fans and I were watching, we kept waiting for like the scary part and it never came. That, like I was on edge. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that type of movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. alien for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you want to do one of yours? Sure. Um, I last weekend watched a movie called Loving. It is a fictionalization of a real life story of um, Richard and Mildred Loving, who married in 1958 and then were subsequently arrested because in the state of Virginia at that time, um, because she is black and he is white, um, they lived in a state that banned interracial unions. That's messed up. That's really, really messed up, and it was not that long ago. Um, So they basically had to leave their family and everything behind uh, because they were banished from the state, and so they ended up settling in D.C. for some time, and this ultimately led to the Supreme Court case, Loving v. Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, which ended up striking down the stupid law Mm -hmm. nationally. Um, I really, really wanted to watch Loving because I felt like watching a love story, and... um, 
I also really, really wanted to like this movie. I didn't not like it. I don't think I loved it. And I okay. I, I don't know why. So there are a couple of reasons. So um, it's a love story, right? Mm-hmm. So when the movie first opens, the couple, they're already together. Oh. And the relationship is established. So, oh, interesting. Um, the relationship is established for the audience. So we see them, you know, engaging in things that couples do. So that they're like at a party with their friends, and they interact with their families. And um, I kind of, you know, like not only because I'm a romantic, but I kind of wish that we saw how they fell in love and how they got together because. You know, this being in the 50s where interracial couples are so few, far, like, few and far in between, like, it would have, I think it would have added a little more context to how they even, how these two people would even, like, get together when there's so much still, like, segregation happening or going on. Um, so that was one thing. The other, um, and this is definitely, I think, a deliberate choice on the filmmaker's part, but there's, so the case gets taken on by... Um, the ACLU lawyers of the American Civil Liberties Union. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of, like, choosing to focus on, like, their interactions with the lawyers or even, like, scenes in the courtroom when this is all going on, the movie is really focused on, like, moments in the this couple's lives. So them mm-hmm. working, raising children, being with each other. And, like, maybe that's because it drives home the point of how normal this relationship is and how right, normal and loving this. Like, yeah, people thinking it's like... Exactly. Um, and that's really important. But, like, you know, the story of the actual case and the fight for their family to be legitimate in, like, the eyes of the law, like, it, it becomes like a B story. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yes, I understand that, like, the love story is really what drives that 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 case forward and like changes law as we know it. But you know, I don't know. Like, I just I think it would have been a different movie, I suppose, and it would have been a much longer movie had more scenes been added, like dealing with that sort of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. Like, there was something about it that I was just like, mm. um, the I don't know if you know Ruth Nega. She's the She's the woman in the, she's um, Mildred Loving. She's so wonderful in yeah. this. Um, she's like super quiet, but like she has like this like commanding presence. Um, Joel Edgerton. 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 Yes. Is that how you say yeah, his name? Yeah. He's Richard Loving. He's also really good, but he, don't you feel like he kind of like his face, like he can have like a menacing look to him. And I'm not sure if it's like the roles that he's played. Cause like, the like the bad person that he played in like The Great Gatsby like it's like seared into my mind and like there are a couple of things that I think he's been in where like he's like kind of the villain or yes, like yeah and so he does have like this weird menacing look to him and like the whole time I was just like is he gonna beat her up like <laughs> and like that's not that's like terrible of me to say but like and I'm not saying he's miscast in any way but it was you know it was really interesting to see him play someone who's like so full of love for his wife mm-hmm. um it's just it's unexpected coming from, like, someone who, like, you know, looks like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, face-wise. So, it's it's good. I think it's a super important story. I'm not saying it's not good. It's gotten, like, a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but I think I wanted to love it a lot more than I actually did. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What's your movie? Uh, my next one is a movie probably a lot of people have already watched. It's Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Doctor Strange of... Man, I can't I can't tell you how sick I am of origin stories. I I get it. It's like uh, and you have to do it because we keep uh, incorporating new characters into like the Marvel universe. Yeah, movie universe. But I man, I'm so done with it. it, it I mean, it was good, right? It was good, and I, I like, enjoyed myself, but there were so many parts where I was just like, I know exactly... What's going to happen? Not not only what's going to happen, but I know exactly why they're doing it, you know? Can you it's, explain? So, yeah, like, he starts off as, like, um, like a dick in mm-hmm. the beginning. You Benedict know? Cumberbatch's Benedict character. Cumberbatch, yeah. Dr. Uh, Dr. Stephen Strange. Um, he starts off as, like, such a jerk, and he's got this, like, 
girl who's not really his girlfriend, but they're like love interest. Who plays like, his love interest? Oh, uh, Richard McAdams. Oh. Uh, just like in every other Marvel mm-hmm. origin movie where there's like an attraction and a love interest, but they're they kind of, but not really, you know? Um, because love interests don't last in the Marvel movie universe. They're just there for the solo movies. They're never there for the the tentpole, like, big event movies, right? Um, and something happens to him, so he's got to, you know, he's trying to reclaim his identity. Something He loses something that's important to his identity in Doctor Strange's, um, in his case, it's the use of his hands because he's a world-renowned uh, surgeon. Okay. Um, but in the journey of you know re or you know reclaiming something he lost he rediscovers himself and gains a new purpose blah 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 yada 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 um it's it's like uh you know what it is it's part iron man part inception part uh, like every other movie i i have to i'll say this i'll say this and i don't i don't know if this is a critique or a compliment yeah but they have nailed the flow chart. They have it. They have it down pat. They know exactly what to do, mm-hmm. and I found myself enjoying it. But you it, mean there's a formula to it? There's absolutely formula to, it. and there's always been a formula. To it. We've is it the same formula as every other hero they, movie? You could see the parts they took from every like okay. temple movie, yeah. you know, and not just within Marvel, but just any, in, yeah, and at large. Um, and they 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 have it down to a formula. You know, they have it down to a, a really easy flowchart. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You know, and we're only going to get more of these. Are we getting more of the Doctor Strange movies? I mean, I think they're setting him up for um, for a big role because you know, uh, Downey Jr., um, the Chris's Hemsworth and Evans. I mean, I think their contracts are. are are coming to an end pretty soon. I think they've extended. I think the original oh, contract. So the original contracts are up. Be like, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But I, this next generation. Spoiler alert to a post credit scene. So not a, a movie like a story yeah. spoiler, but like post credits. Um, you see him talking to Thor, and so it looks like he's going to be in the next Thor movie. So okay. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. But. Um, it was good. It was entertaining, but it didn't blow me away. It's nothing that I hadn't seen before, both thematically and visually, because it does bite off Inception quite a bit. Who directed this one? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, so it's just random. Somewhere yeah. random. I mean, Marvel doesn't really... They don't like putting their like uh, IP in the hands of people. Like, they don't. auteurs anyway. Oh, uh, you know? got it. Uh, they, they like... It to be fairly new directors who they can Wait, mold. Wait, is Joss Whedon not? He only did the first two Avengers. That's it. He's done. Okay, because yeah. I kind of think he's an auteur in a way. I disagree. Would disagree a little bit. Okay. Only be- I think when it comes to TV, he can be. Yes. You know, I think that's my reference yeah. for him. I mean, if we're talking about like Buffy and yeah. Angel, yeah. you know, yeah. he definitely can be for sure okay um but he's not like a visual guy but I, well anyway um yeah it was good what not great it? benedict cumberbatch is did it get charming. good reviews his american accent is a little weird though really a little bit a little bit um uh but other than that yeah it was uh it was fine it was good it was entertaining um, but i i wouldn't call it like great i mean i got 90 percent yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting with these with these movies. Yeah, you know it's you know what it is. Marvel movies at this point are like McDonald's. Like you just you know what you're gonna get. It's cheap. It's quick. It's fast. It never. It's not fast, right? It's like two hours. Yeah, yeah. And there's like twelve of them. But, <laughs> um, it'll never. Uh, it'll. They're safe. You know, yes. like. It'll never uh, not meet your expectations. Yeah. You know, because it's impossible to have especially high expectations for these movies. And they will never stop making them as long as people go watch them. Yeah, essentially. And make money. You know? Um, okay. So, yeah, that, that, so, that's So, eh, a meh. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched it, you can, but if you're not really into Marvel, I would say totally skippable. Okay. Totally skippable. Uh, what about you? What's your next one? 
Um, it's called The Edge of Seventeen. Explain this one to me. Yes. So when we were talking about The Spectacular Now last week, mm-hmm. um, I really, really loved this movie. Um, it has a 94% Rotten Tomato score, which is actually more than Rogue One. Um, and it's tied with Arrival La La Land. I don't think it did very well in theaters. So I don't know if you can watch it. Um, but I think it's available for rent on like iTunes or whatever. So if you like teenage movies or coming-of-age movies, Movies like this, like this, would definitely be added to that canon. Okay. Um, do you know Haley Steinfeld? She mm-hmm. was in. She was the little girl in True Grit, um, and she was True she was nominated for an Oscar when she was like twelve for oh, that movie. And then she's been in like Pitch Perfect too. Like so, she's had an interesting career. And then she's like in the last year or two, like she's been embarking on this like pop pop singer, pop music really? career, which, you know, she's so talented, but I wish she would just stick to making good movies because okay. she is so good in this movie. So basically she's the perfect teen, right? She's self-deprecating and selfish and endearing and moody and funny. Like basically everything that like a teenage girl is, mm-hmm. emphasis on the selfish. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah. Dealing with her. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's dealing with being a teenager, you know, like she has teenage problems, like her best friend's dating her brother. She has a neurotic mom. Um, her dad died when she was 13, but like the effects of it are still reverberating at, at her age right now. And she was really close to him. So, like, everything that she's going through, like, she's like obviously like missing him. So, you know, like all the drama in this movie is like teenage drama, right? Right, but, right, right. Not in this, this, not in the sense. I, I want to be careful saying that because when I say that, like I don't mean that they're not real or they're valid, but they're very specific to things that ha- happen to you and the emotions that you go through when you're seventeen. Um, so you know, the movie doesn't belittle all of these things that she's going through because it's a teen movie. Like it takes her and her problems like super seriously, and I think that's I like that. that's what makes the film like really earnest, and like that's what makes it relatable and good um i so her love interest in this movie is an asian american and his name's hayden zito and he's an asian american actor he's not the funny sidekick or the nerdy student number four um he holds his own as someone who comes into her life and tries actively to be in her life and he's like this nerdy kid you know he's awkward but he also has talent and passions and he has a backstory and so it's a more fleshed out character than we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. especially seeing um like an asian american lead lead and like someone like that you can be like like that's someone who is a love interest you know what i mean um and for that like i just like love the filmmaker so much so i totally recommend this to you i totally recommend it to everyone who's listening i literally think you can only get it on like itunes or dvd when it comes out but um i think it's it's, allowed in some theaters i checked okay it's really good. It's really good? Yeah. Right. What's your next movie? Uh, my next movie is... You know what? I wonder how much this made on in the box office. Do you know how much it made? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like $155 million Really? Again. Yeah. Jeez. Um, okay. So I watched uh, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Yep. $155 million. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That is awesome. Um... It was really good. It was a great, great movie. By comparison, the second movie was Moana with twelve million. So wow. everyone wanted to go wow. see. I wanted to go see Loving. <laughs> it man, it was, it was so good. It was so enjoyable. Yeah, I really liked it. I hate to play the comparison game. Go for it. But did what in comparison to last year? Right, right. What? I I can't compare it because it's so they're so different. Yeah. Um, Did you enjoy them the same amount? No. Interesting. No, I enjoyed this one more. Stop, really? Yeah. I can't imagine that, actually. You know you know what it is? It's because last year's was, like, a movie that... So, I you... All the prequels were so bad that we hadn't had a good Star Wars movie since, like, 1983. It had been 20-some-odd years... Since we had a good Star Wars, because nobody wants to talk about the one, two, three. I, I mean, I'll talk about it, and but the only thing there's to say about it is that they're garbage, you know. Um, and so, and 
so here's the thing. Here's the here's the difference, right? Which is that last year they made a movie that was world building, right? Yes. It's like the pilot of a great TV show. Okay. Right. Um, and it's a franchise, specifically episode seven, which precedes eight and nine, right? This one is a standalone story, hence Rogue One, a Star Wars story, right? Um, and it was uh, helmed by an actual director, right? Uh, Who directed this? Gareth one? Edwards. He did uh, Godzilla, the new one, the good yes. one, right? Um, and it was taken over during reshoots by Tony Gilroy. Of uh, he's, He wrote... Uh, Born Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum, and then he directed Legacy, the one with Jeremy Renner. Got it. And uh, Rachel Weisz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, And man, it like, it, when I watched it, I was, I like thought to myself like, wow, this is what Star Wars looks like with a real director. Like someone with like real directing chops. Mm -hmm. You know? Like there, there wasn't anything in the movie that I hadn't seen before in another Star Wars movie, but I'd never seen it in that way. Like there's, you've seen the I've I've seen the Death Star so many times in so many movies, but I'd never seen it the way it was in this movie where it's like. So there's these these things called like, uh, either uh, ATAT or ATST walkers. It's like they like walk around, they shoot, and they're like machines. Are they and robots? Stuff. They're robots. They're robots. Like giant robots, right? Yeah. This is the only time I'd ever watched one and been like, wow, these things are huge. Whereas the other ones don't frame them that way? Exactly. It's just like a, it's like I'm doing this thing with my hands that they can't see, but it's like, you know, spaceships flying around yeah, and yeah. like shooting each yeah. other or whatever, right? But this was like, you know what it was? It was like, um, you ever watch um, Black Hawk Down? Mm-hmm. It was a long like, time ago. Yeah, it was like that. In, like, a Star Wars universe. Okay. You know? Um, and so these robots, I, for the first time, I was like, I'm, I can imagine exactly how big this thing is. You know? And then right. you see, like, the Death Star, right? And I'm like, it was the first time I was like, this thing is massive. I had no idea how huge. I mean, I conceptually, yes, but, like, I was sitting in the theater being like, oh, this is huge. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's things I've seen like since a, million, I was like a yeah. million times yeah. since I was yeah. five. Um, and so it was really uh, it was really refreshing to see those same things, but like in a new light, helmed by um, someone who, uh, at least visually, is an extremely talented mm-hmm. director. Um, let's see. And the only weird part is that like a lot of the stuff from the very first trailer didn't make it into the movie. So I heard about that, but wasn't weren't there a lot of reshoots? A ton of reshoots helmed by a different guy. It was original principal, uh, not principal, but uh, before the reshoots, it was helmed by Gareth Edwards. Mm-hmm. Reshoots were helmed by Tony Gilroy. So, uh, I don't know. And you would think that, like, reshoots and, like, having two, like, creative directors, like, working on essentially the same movie, like, would... would mean it's terrible or you know like Like a fantastic four right yeah yeah but i guess in this case it was not that no it was it was man it was it was really good i enjoyed it a lot i would watch it again okay like now yeah um is it a long movie is it like no it's it was like it was like two hours i mean two hours isn't like a short amount of time it's not like a 90 minute movie but it wasn't like a two and a half hour three hour you know fiasco can we stop making those um no it was it was good and i loved uh the cast it's like a it's a it's a it's a it's a felicity jones felicity jones right um i won't i won't say that so it's it's the main character is uh, a female right Mm -hmm. and then it's uh a hispanic man diego luna diego luna yeah um two uh asians Mm-hmm. What is Donnie Yen? I don't know the other person's name. The other one is Nas. What's his real name again? Riz, Riz Ahmed, Ahmed, right? Who's having a fantastic year. Great year. Great is year. Is he, like, is he, does he have a lot of, like, um, meat in his role? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, okay. definitely. Um, so, yeah. Did you watch the his Jimmy Fallon interview? No. He basically said that, like, he was invited to audition for this, and he ended up, 
with the guy's email address, and he was like, that was like the biggest mistake on the the uh, um, casting director's part because he sent him fourteen different takes. <laughs> he was like. Email number two. Actually, I did it a different way, and he was like, by the time, like, eight hours had passed, like, I had, like, literally sent him 14 different emails. So, like, the fact that I'm in this movie is, like, even amazing because that's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's good to know that they yeah. made the right choice. Yeah, I mean, though. a lot of diversity in the cast. Um, uh, I thought it was great. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. who plays the primary antagonist. Mm-hmm. Whew, man, he- he's so good. And, you know, he's not, like... Uh, He's not like scary yeah. or anything, but he's like just like the worst. Like. He's just the the worst boss ever. You know, it's like the boss that you hate, um, and he wears a dope cape, just like everywhere. Okay. He's always wearing a cape, and it looks so good on him, and I, it makes me want a cape. It's just I can't recommend this. <laughs> you want a cape? Yeah, I can't recommend this movie uh, enough to like anyone. You, like, you don't even have to be. You don't even have to like Star Wars to like this movie. You know, as long as you like to be entertained, yeah, like you'll like this. I would, I would. What did you? Didn't you describe it to me as like, uh, like it's a war movie? Like, oh, you know what? I I read an article that was like, it's like Saving Private Ryan meets Star Wars, which I was like, that is very interesting. No gore, no blood. So then I'm totally down for this. So I'll go watch it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough. I, I thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. When we all have time on our Christmas break or whatever, go yeah. watch real quick. Absolutely. Take your kids, take your family, take everything. Family friendly? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, how many more do you have? I just have one more. One more? All right, let's do it. What do you, do you have one more? No, that's it. I'm done. Okay. My final movie is a movie that's probably going to win Best Picture. Can't, I I, I want to watch or this be, so bad. Or be a close second. I want to watch Actually, this so bad. I don't bad. really want to say that because then you're going to go watch it and you're going to be like, eh. No, um, no, 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 no. I, I know I'm going to like it. I don't know. Do you like really? musicals? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. What's a musical? What Not, no, I don't mean what is it. Don't define it. But like, like, are Disney movies musicals? Because they're singing, yeah. I guess. But can you think of an example that's not How about animated? This? Uh, sound of Music. Yes, that is definitely a musical. Okay. Are you into Sound of Music? Who isn't? Are there that's people so that don't like Sound of Music? I had never watched it in full until like, like four years ago, and one of our friends is like horrified by I, that. You know, and one, made me watch it in her presence. One of uh, I was actually really impressed with myself because the other day I walked into my apartment and. Uh, people were watching The Sound of Music, and it took me about half a second to identify. I was like, hey, Sound of Music. No one gave me any credit for that at all. Wait, I felt wait like people in your apartment? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was on TV. I don't think they, like... Uh, were watching it? Were wa- I don't think they like, got the Blu-ray for it. Yeah. You know, but they, I guess it was on a channel, and they, they were just wa- were watching it. I walk in, and I was like... Sound of Music. Oh, hey, Sound of Music. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well... Okay, okay, I guess that uh, wasn't that impressive, I guess. I don't know. And it wasn't like when she was on like the hill. <laughs> on the mound, like, yeah. yeah. No, it was like, it was the scene where like the kids are singing for like the guests. And they're yeah. about to like go. Did you watch the live version on um, with like Carrie Underwood on nah, NBC? Okay. Nah, Well, also because like I didn't know. I think if I had known, I probably would have tuned in. Okay, yeah. then, then maybe you'll like this because I just didn't know that if you like, if you were into musicals or not. Um... Sorry, so the movie that we're talking about is La La Land. I don't think we we said what we're talking about. We five minutes into it. So the movie is La La Land. It's directed and written by Damien Chazelle, who is like, you know, if if our podcast's unofficial name is Creed Fan Appreciation Podcast, the third one yeah. would be Whiplash Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Chazelle Fan Club. Um you know, it's kind of unlike any movie that I've seen in very recent, like recently. Oh, I love those kinds of movies. It's definitely a throwback and tribute to old Hollywood musicals, um, but it's set in modern time. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So, and it's there's a mix of like, like almost like, uh, like there's fantastical elements, like like Mary Poppins ish. Kind of like they're they're literally like in one scene like. They're dancing around and like they're floating in the air and like that's not real, right? Like they're not really floating in the air. So like there are part, there are scenes that happen that, but it's a musical and the point of musicals are sort of to take you out of like 
the reality of things because in reality who breaks into song to like express their feelings right? right so it's kind of part of that package um but it's it's about two artists who are pursuing their dreams emma stone uh, moonlights as a barista to go on auditions to pursue her dream of being an actress oh. and then ryan gosling is a jazz musician who is obsessed with jazz like like you know like I mean, I guess I'm assuming that this guy, the director, is into jazz because Whiplash is also. Um, And, you know, he wants to one day open up his jazz club. So they meet. The sparks don't fly right away. They meet again, then they fall in love. And then they they are really about encouraging each other to, like, follow their dreams. Um, Which, you know what? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's not always so positive and simple in real life, right, to follow your dreams. Like, it's a lot of running to dead ends. It's a lot of chasing your own tail. Like, um, and so we see these characters, like, struggle with the realities of the dreams that they want. And, you know, like, the realities of, like, not getting callbacks, getting fired from other jobs, going through, like, self-doubt. So there's, there is a melancholiness to this movie that I feel like, like, roots it to the ground and, like, makes it a little less, like, um you know, jazz hands exuberant Mm -hmm. as other musicals have been. Um, And it has, like, technically, technical-wise, like, it has some really great, like, camera work. There's, like, a lot of elegant, like, wide shots and, like, one-track shots. He's got some tracking shots? mm -hmm, The movie opens with a tracking shot. It's a musical number. They're stuck in the... They're all stuck on a highway, and, like, everybody gets out of their car, and they, like, starts, like, dancing around, stuck in traffic, and it's amazing. Like, it is so good. Um, uh, So, like, I don't know. So, I think that um, the movie definitely plays with this, like, balance of, like, like, novelty... And nostalgia, like it's a tribute to the past. Hmm. Oh, right, right, right. Because, like, even in that beginning shot, like, I had to be like, "What era is this movie in?" Yeah, because yeah. of the clothes that they're wearing, the cars that they are in, um, and definitely the movie is like stylized in a way that, like, it's really hard to tell what era you're in. Hmm. And then, like, Emma Stone what got on her iPhone, and I was like, "Okay, modern times." But like, that is there's that idea that like, I, it is definitely just a tribute to like old old Hollywood. Um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are both singing in this movie. They're not like I don't, real singing. Mm-hmm, they're real singing. I don't think either of them are trained as musicians, like um, singers, but vocalists. Vocalists, but it's fine. It totally works in this movie. Um, is it in good? This film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like their third time being in a movie together. It was Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, then that gangster, like, that like crime, that like I totally forgot. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, the yeah. one with yeah. There's that one. Does it have the word "land" in that movie too? I don't know. Okay. Maybe gangster land. Maybe yeah. And, and then, then this. this. So they have built up this chemistry, and it's like really palpable. Yeah. Um, and so he's married to Eva Mendes, right? Mm-hmm. He should be married to Rachel McAdams, but that's okay. Um, so. Everyone is going to talk about the love story and, like, like the chemistry between those two. What I want to kind of touch upon is um, the one thing that I took from this movie, among very many, many things, um, is, like, it's, it's, the, it's the struggle between selling out and, like, and, like, trying to remain true to your art and your passion. Hmm. And it is something that the movie, stro- like, really? like, draws attention to you. So, like... Ryan Gosling's character is a little bit annoying in the sense that he is, like, this jazz dude, right? So he's, like, going on and on about, like, jazz. And like he's expounding upon, like, the purity of jazz and, like, lamenting the fact that, like, it's a dying, like, it's dying and, like... All these jazz clubs in, like, L.A. have, like, closed and, you know, like... And that's his dream, to, like, mm-hmm. open this place where, like, people can come and, like, enjoy the music. Um, but then his old, like, frenemy, played by John Legend, he, like, comes into the picture. John Legend in this? Mm-hmm, and he shows up to offer him a steady-paying job um, of being in the band that's definitely commercial. Hmm. And, and he has to make that choice of, like, making money by being part of something that would be considered selling out or, like, remaining true to, like, you know, like, whatever, while while being, like, super broke. It's true for Emma Stone's character, too. She's, like, constantly auditioning for, like, small roles in, like, what I can only imagine is, like, like, the Pretty Little Liars-type shows, mm. you know? Um, and, like, she... 
she's like in one scene she's like almost embarrassed by like a TV show that she auditions for and like when she's like explaining it to Brian Gosling oh. like she like is kind of trashing it um but then but then she gets a call back for second audition and she's like so thrilled and like that's the dilemma right there's that line between what's art and what's not is like not always that clear especially when like your dedication to your art like like sometimes requires you to put in time doing things that you don't really consider art or whatever, yeah. right? Um, so all of it, it's like it's so inspiring. It's 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 a little bit heartbreaking, um, but it's like beautiful and charming, and it's like really gorgeous. Like the colors are like super saturated, mm. and like it's just it's so good. And the soundtrack is on Spotify, and like I've been listening to it all day, okay. and it's really really good. So it's my rogue one. Like I think everyone. Okay, really watch all right, it. all right. And um, the other thing I will say about this. Um, and we will probably talk about it at length at some point, but, you know, like, when the Oscars comes around and, like, when the Academy is, like, nominating movies, I think they tend to nominate movies, especially for Best Picture, like, movies that are, like, important, right? And so if that's the case, and, like, Moonlight, I think, has a great shot. I think Moonlight's got a know? great shot. But because this is such a love letter to Hollywood... And, like, when it's La La Land, it's not even about Los Angeles. Like, don't get, like, there's, like, it's definitely Los Angeles. Like, they're in the Griffith Observatory. Like, it's painted as this beautiful, beautiful city. Like, there's more than one scene where they're, like, looking out into the cityscape and being like, oh, like, this is beautiful. But at the end of the day, it's a love letter to Hollywood. And, like, the dreams that people chase, the reason why people come to this, like, particular city. And... I can't, I can't think of, I can't think that the Academy won't be. Reward that, right? Because mm-hmm, it's like a nod to themselves. Think it's a pat on the back. back. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be a really interesting movie award season. But it's definitely, I think if I had to put my money on it right now, mm-hmm. like I think La La Land would. Is- yeah, you know, I'm way more interested in this year's awards mm-hmm. than last year's yeah I think I mean definitely it's not gonna be Oscar so white right right yeah right. I think I don't know I no definitely not definitely not I mean we yeah no 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 definitely not definitely yeah not. you're right yeah because yeah, I, I think there's other contenders who yeah, yeah I think so too okay um great okay so that that's it let's uh recap real quick so arrival is definitely go see go see it right loving would be like uh Go see it, I guess. Go see it, I guess. I'm gonna say Doctor Strange. No. Oh. I'm gonna say don't if unless you're like into bored or like you're in super into like Marvel and superhero movies, and you're like and you're the kind that like watches all of them like you've watched Thor Mm two. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then like yeah, it's you'll you'll like it just fine. But if you're not at that level, then. I'm going to say don't go watch it. Okay. Um, Edge of 17. Edge of 17. Go watch. Go watch. Rogue One, uh, absolutely. And then afterwards, go watch go La watch La, 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 La Land. Go watch La Land. All right. Um, before, wait, before, before we end, um, are there any movies? Because we have a break coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, are there other movies that you're going to watch on Doc? Like on Doc? You know what? Uh, I'm going to try to go watch Passengers. Yes, me too, I'm except sure. it's gotten trashed. No! And we can talk about that. Oh, no! It. Yeah, it's it's oh, not man. it's not doing... Okay, you know what? If but not... I, but I still want to go watch it. If not Passengers, right? Um, would you watch Mona? Moana? Moana? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Moana. Yes. I think I would watch Moana. Are you trying not to laugh at me? Right now? No, <laughs> Moana. <laughs> um, but I, I think I really want to watch Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was very on the fence about it, but Steve, you totally no, pushed me over. It's good. It's not like The Force Awakens at all. Okay. At all. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So we'll take a break right here, and then we'll come back with our uh, obsessions. Awesome. So we'll be back. Uh, okay, we're back, and uh, let's move on to Obsessions of the Week. Our other um, favorite part of our the podcast. other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's, do, let's do mine first so you can, because we want to save time for no, yours, so we're no. just going to uh, blow through mine. Uh, mine was David Blaine's Street Magic. 
which aired on ABC like a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, yes. When yes. did you watch it? You, did you DVR it or you? No, just, no, no, no. I just like on demand. Um, no, actually, I was I just watched random clips like on online. YouTube. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, online. Um, and then I like those are so good that I watched some of his older ones. Is what he does considered like magic? Part of it is. Part of it is not. Like, like how is like. I don't know, like being suspended in air for like weeks at a time or days at a time. Yeah, like that, that part. Kind of like, yeah, it's just testing like the limits of human Ex- whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but this and, and even in their disclaimer, it's like, oh, like David has trained his body for like these Please stunts, and he calls them stunts. Got it. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Um. So I think the magic part is like tricking you into like being like, how did he do that? Yeah. You know. Okay. Um. So there's my favorite clip is the one where like he's with like NBA players mm-hmm. and like Dave Chappelle and uh, and Drake and he spits up the frogs right um, and then uh, my fiance and I were watching the one on Netflix from like 2014 and um, the best one is with him and like Harrison Ford uh-huh. where uh, so random it, it, it it's super random but it's the it's definitely the best one. Where like at the end of Harrison Ford's like get the f out of my house, because he he's, he's like so mad. He's, he just can't believe it. that's the one. I you probably seen it. It's the one where like he puts the needle through his like hand, mm-hmm. and you know Kanye West is like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or the one where he puts the needle through his arm and uh, Ricky Gervais is like freaking out. Um, it's so good. I highly highly recommend it. Like my fiance and I, we. There are very few things we watch together in terms of like entertainment, like TV shows mm-hmm. or like even movies. Sometimes like we'll watch it with each other, but we rarely enjoy the same thing. Yeah. And this is something that we We're just like, oh my god. Yeah, that this was something that we definitely enjoyed together, and she enjoyed just as much as I did. The frog thing really freaked me out because like, when did he swallow? I mean, like, were they living in his body? Like, they're alive when he spits yeah, them yeah. out, right? That's like so, so like, it's funny because you see the formation of that trick. In the last one on Netflix. Because okay. the last one on Netflix, he learns how to... So two years ago, you mean? Yeah. He learns how to store water and oil in his, like, lungs or, stomach, or some part. Like, he swallows it and is able to regurgitate it. In the exact same amount that went down. Exactly. Or, or maybe a, a close amount, right? Um, and so I'm assuming what he does is he, he swallows a lot of fresh water... And then frogs, so they can live in there for an amount of time. I mean, Steve, and like then the, brings it back. The stuff up. you're saying is just like, like crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's so crazy. But it's awesome to watch. How and come the special only featured like him, per, like quote unquote, performing for celebrities? You know what? I don't know. Um, in the in the Netflix one from 2014, it's like half and half. Mm-hmm. It's or no, I'd say it's like 65 percent celebrities and like 35 percent like random people. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is. Where like, with random people, there's always the possibility like oh like they're in on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some random person they gave like you know like a hundred bucks. It's an to, actor. It's an actor, yeah. right? But so when it's with celebrities and they're like legitimately freaking out, you're like the. It's almost, like, more credible, you know? And and I do, you know, we were talking about it offline before, but it's, like, it's also more interesting seeing how, like, uh, celebrities react. Because yeah. they're always acting, but this is, like, uh, like, a candid moment for them. Yeah, I was, like, joking with Steve. I was, like, do I just care more about what <laughs> celebrities think than, like, normal people? I mean, the answer probably is yes. Yes, but yeah. Like, but it is, I think, I think the special, which I didn't watch, but, like, part of it was, like, can you spot your favorite celebrity, like, yeah. freaking out about yeah, 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 yeah. David Blaine's, like, latest antics or whatever. I just, he's such a weird man. He is. He's pretty weird. Like, I think if I saw him on the street, I would, like, go the other way. Because I don't know. I don't want him to cast a spell on me. Cast a spell? <laughs> he's not a witch. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, all right, so, so okay, that, that was your obsession. That was mine. That was okay. mine. What about you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned this in my very in our very first episode. Yes, yes. But I have an obsession with um, like K-pop, mm-hmm. Korean pop, but more specifically because I don't really listen to K-pop all the time. Um, the this man group called Big Bang because they're old. They're oh, because they're not boys. They're, they're not, not boy bands. Boys. Right. Yeah, they man. start out as teenage boys, but now they're like in their late twenties. 
And so, yeah, actually... Still the they, original members? Mm-hmm. They, there are five members. They've been a band for a solid decade now. Um, probably even more if you take into consideration, like, all the years that they spent, like, as trainees mm-hmm. or whatever. So they just released their third full album last Monday. Uh, even though they've been together for 10 years, they've only really released three hmm. full albums because they've performed as subunits, and then they've done, like, mini albums. So And mm-hmm. they've, toured, like, so, like, they, I mean, their music, catalog, like, the catalog is, like, really extensive, but, like, in terms of, like, full albums, like, mm-hmm. this is a third. Um, technically, last year they released four EPs, so they're, like, mini albums with two singles mm-hmm. on them so they released eight songs last year mm-hmm. and this album is just a repackage of that of all eight of, of those of all eight plus three new songs so I'm like okay. freaking out about three new songs essentially <laughs> but um, but I like but they were supposed to release this album like 15 months ago so like oh. I'm like really like freaking out about it um, they literally spent the entirety of last year touring and so they were busy, right? And the relentless touring landed them on Forbes's I see, You list. told me about that, yeah. Um, highest paid celebrities under 30. That's They're crazy. at number 13. That is it's crazy. It's like they raked in $144 million oh last year. God. It's like more than like Drake. Do you know what I mean? And Drake is like an actual like whatever. Um, uh, I think the reason why I'm freaking out about this is because the album is really bittersweet. Because in Korea, like, you as a male, able-bodied male, like, you have to go fulfill your military, like, duty for two years. And most people do it after college or while they're in college. When you're in a boy band or when you're a celebrity, like, your youth is, like, really integral to your fame. and That's the prime of your career. And so a lot of them put it off until the last minute possible. And so the oldest member is turning 30 next year. And so he's he's scheduled to enlist in February. Get out of here. Yeah. So so he's going to go next year. And then I think... And then, and then they're staggering them. So in my head, I feel like it'd be so much better if they all went at the same time so that they and could do come. a reunion in two years. But as their management perspectives, like you can milk more out of. So when one's in, like you do solos, you do subunits, you do like. So like they're staggering them basically, mm-hmm. um, and also I think it's it's a little bit more like out of sight, out of mind if all of them disappear. For two years, right? right? The brain disappears. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. So it'll be, I think, if my calculation's correct, it'll be at least five years before they're together as a group again. Wow. So this album is kind of like their last hurrah before they do that. Um, it's also... Uh, um, and But the thing is, like, you never know what... In the future, right? Like, all of them might go come back and be like, you know what? We're done as a group. So, like, it could theoretically be, be their the last, last album. album. Yeah. So, like, I'm, like, really sad about it. But the lead single is called F It, and it's so good. And, like, the video is great, so I love it. It's on Spotify now. I downloaded it on iTunes. So you can do whatever you want, but just listen to it, watch it. It's amazing. I love them. That's it. Okay. <laughs> it's probably going to be my obsession, like... For the, for the next few weeks. Yeah. So. That's fine. That's, that's I hope more you're than ready okay. to hear about it again. <laughs> Excellent. Can't wait to hear about the next single. Um, all right. So I hope you guys check out the, the movies that we've recommended. Um, I think it's a strong cosign on La La Land and Rogue One for now. Cosign right? meaning, I mean. Oh, I guess a sign. Yes. A signature. Individual from each of us. From each of us. For Rogue One and, and La La Land. Um and so, yeah, check out the Big Bang uh, album if you're into K-pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hit me up if you need any question. If you have any questions yeah, about K-pop, watch, watch the, the David Blaine special if you're into magic. Yes, is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Yeah, you can find clips on, okay. on YouTube. Um, and then uh, this is our last episode before our. But, yeah. Oh my God, you're right. It's, I was. I don't know why I'm getting so nervous. Uh, yeah, this is our last episode before. Because we are hyping it up. So. I know. So this is our last episode before uh, our 25th episode. It's a quarter century mark for the episodes, and it is also the one-year anniversary since we started this podcast. So, um, again, I think it's not it's next Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's next Thursday, uh, December 29th at 7 p.m. It'll be on our Facebook uh, page. It's going to be a Facebook Live podcast. 
Um, you know, in our last promo video, we mentioned that uh, we'd be doing the 2016 uh, No One Is Listening Awards. Yeah. And so we've, we have a few categories, but uh, we'd like to have some more, and we'd love to have input from our listeners. So if you have a category, and they could be as random or as, or as silly as you want or as, or as, or as serious as you want um, and we'll look into it and we'll come up with nominees and vote on a, a winner and uh, and all that because well, maybe I don't know we'll see if we have some surprises yeah. in store too it's um, going to be great I, I think, think it's going to be a good time yeah. at the very least you and I are going to have a have great so time so much fun so if you want to join in that fun that'd be cool but if not it's fair <laughs> That's, that sounds exactly <laughs> like how I convinced my fiance to go on a second date with me <laughs> you want to go out again it's cool if not it's great <laughs> um, so yeah be on the lookout for that uh, we'll probably post another uh, promo video or some more details and uh be sure to check us out uh, on iTunes. Um, listen, uh, rate, subscribe, review. Reviews are now going up. I'm, I don't know if we've. I don't know if I've checked for a new one, but we'll probably do that uh, now, actually. But uh, yeah, do all those things, and then until next time, uh, take it easy, guys. And then we'll see you on the twenty fifth episode. Ninth. Yeah. Oh, yes. Twenty fifth episode 20th, on the 29th. On the twenty ninth. Uh, do you want to say bye? Bye, guys. <laughs>